welcome to the Center of Our Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kuhn, joined as always by my oldest brother, Michael Kuhn. Yep, I'm here. And my middle brother, Matthew Kuhn. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Um, just so you know, this podcast is brought to you by Barbasol, the new Barbasol Shave Club, featuring the premium Ultra 6 Plus Razor. Barbasol, the brand trusted by generations of men for 100 years to deliver a close, clean, and comfortable shave. Visit Barbasol.com and join the Barbasol Shave Club today. Use discount code BROWNS, and you can get your new starter kit at checkout for just $1.99. $1.99? It's not even $2. That's amazing. That's shaving cream and a like nice metal razor with a sweet removable blade. It's pretty sweet. Delivered to your door. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. They bring it to you. You don't even have to go pick it up. All right, so this exciting week, times in Brownsland this time of the year, huh? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. There's not really a ton going on right now. We are still riding that high of everything that's happened. Rookie minicamp, <laughs> yeah, come it's on, it's true. Um, Tryouts, building the Browns. Have you guys seen the latest building the Browns episode? I haven't. Even. It's a pretty solid one. It's the rookie minicamp one. It's a lot of Greedy Williams talking. Really, a lot of Greedy Williams talking and smiling and looking like Chris Rock, like always. He does. He looks, so much. <laughs> he looks just like him. It's just he's just like ear to ear smiling. Like I don't. He seems like a fun guy to be around. I got to be honest. He doesn't seem like the most intelligent guy. And I've always thought that about Greedy Williams before we picked him. It'll be interesting to see. He's just having fun, man. I hope so. I think there's a good chance that there has been a lot of great cornerbacks in the NFL that are not the most intelligent guys. That's probably fair. It could be. It's probably fair. Um, It's not really one of those thinking positions. It's kind of like a read and react and like have athletic ability. Position, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so the other awesome part, watch this yeah. whenever you get a chance, is that offensive lineman we took in the sixth round, Drew Forbes. So there's this period, he's super awkward the entire time. Like he's just clearly very uncomfortable. Came from small school. He's in like the big NFL project, like locker room. Project X, you mean? Yes, Project X. That's the guy. But he's like so uncomfortable. You see him meet Freddie Kitchens for the first time and he like doesn't know what to do. He's like super starstruck. And then he gets in and all of the like rookies, like even, you know, everybody, all like 30, however many of them they had in camp are coming through and they're getting like their pictures taken. And so they've got this like faux little photo studio set up. And in the same room in the corner, a bunch of the veteran offensive linemen are there playing shuffleboard on a table. <laughs> so it's Joel Batonio and Austin Corbett and the new guy, Eric Cush. And there's one other offensive lineman <laughs> that's there. Like the established guys just having a good time. And Drew Forbes walks up and Joel is like super nice and like walks up and goes, hey man, I'm Joel. And like, you know, introduces himself. And so they all say, I, but Drew Forbes looks like a little first grader walking into a new classroom. Like <laughs> of, of seniors. Yeah, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. It's so funny. Oh, that is hilarious. I think I love that dichotomy of just terrified and the most comfortable ever. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. So since there's not a ton going on, um, we're going to talk a little bit about building the Browns. And we're going to go through the three of us are going to make a way too early 53-man roster prediction. So we're going to go through position by position, argue it out, who we think is going to make this roster by the beginning of the season. Um, we're even going to talk about who our three specialists going to be. And I think we should start out with special teams. Let's start out with special teams. So 
I mean, the idea here is like pretty much every player that should be on the 53 is just about here. There might be a few like on the fringes that get if there's cuts like that when we add somebody from another team, but we're not high on the waiver wire like we've been used to being. So it's not like we're going to get a lot of those waiver claims coming in late like we have in years past. And so I think the players we have now are largely going to make up the 53-man roster yeah. with like one yeah. or two exceptions. Might be 50 of the 53 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, but I think more so than in years past, like the guys we've got now are probably who we've got to pick from. Yeah, I think that's fair. So right. let's do it. Special teams first. All right, we'll do special teams first. Do you think Greg Joseph or Austin Seibert? The rookie? Or are we going to stick with Greg the leg? Why in the world do you draft a kicker in the fifth round if you're not planning on giving him the job? I mean, if I was a betting man, I would pick that it's going to be Seibert. It's got to be. But he could easily crap the bed, and he could easily get beat out by Greg Joseph. But it has to be obvious. Like if, it's, if it draws even, I think Seibert gets the job. And So it's Seibert's to lose. Yeah, drafting a kicker in the fifth round, it tells you two things. One, they have a lot of confidence that Seibert's good. And two, two. they don't have a lot of confidence <laughs> that Greg Joseph is going to be the guy long term. Which, to be fair, I don't want to throw Greg under the bus. He started off rocky, lost us some games. But at the end of the season, he was consistent. They also could not have different, more different body types, which yes. is amazing. Seibert's a little squatty. <laughs> I love thick. it. It's good. Not as thick as the kid that Tampa picked. The dude from Utah He's like two fifty. <laughs> How tall is he? Oh, Please he's tell not me five t- six. Oh, he's like <laughs> the he, fire hydrant kicker. He weighs a ton. No, it's <laughs> a little crazy. Spark plug. I'll look. All right, I'll, I'll look it up. All right, and then punter. We obviously Britton Colquitt was a captain last year, um, but there is. I mean, Jamie Gillian is in camp, also known as the Scottish Hammer. What is what is Colquitt's um, contract contract situation? Because that like actually might play into it but Colquitt was solid Colquitt like was real really, solid really good last year I see no reason why we would move on from are you looking at that many Colquitt yeah, yeah uh, I think it's gonna be Colquitt I mean th- this Scottish Hammer kid coming out of Arkansas Pine Bluff like fancy nickname though like, it doesn't not, matter what college you went to f- to kick yeah it's true know, especially but, when you came out of where was he from I don't know Scotland must be <laughs> <laughs> There it is. That's how that uh, works. No, but I mean, with these specialist guys, there's I mean, two point seven million. There's thirty two jobs. Like a lot of times, you're the best kicker in college, and it takes you a year or two to to find the right spot and land. Like, just because you don't make it your rookie year doesn't mean it's it's over for you. And I, I so I just think it's a tough road to hoe. I, w- I wonder how good of a kicker he is because everything that people have said about him is he can he can kick and he can punt. He does the drop kicks. I wonder if you can wrangle yourself up a spot right there. Taking up one roster Taking spot. Taking up one roster spot for your punt. kicker and your punter. It's a legitimate option because he could do it or Seibert could do it because Seibert handled most of the punting duties throughout his time at Oklahoma as well. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Maybe but that's what we're looking for. There's a lot for. of ways to skin the cat Maybe here with these specialists. But is that... <laughs> we spent more I, time on the specialist <laughs> than I ever thought we would. So, how, like... Like, it's not worth it if you're sacrificing, like, a, a significant drop-off at either of those positions. No, absolutely like, not. How much of a drop-off are you willing to deal with for the sake of saving a roster spot? Honestly, none. Like, <laughs> like, like if Austin Seibert was the 40th best punter in the NFL, 
is that worth it? No, I think you have to have specialists. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it being possible. <laughs> or, but it or is you nice. have just like a crazy, really good guy who's like. But top here's half in both but here's a consideration right? at either one of those spots, place kicker or punter. It could be a tiebreaker, knowing that if the other guy goes down, that the guy that you're keeping can step into the other spot. That is really nice. Yeah, right? it could be a tiebreaker between a Greg Joseph and a Cybert, knowing that when you have Cybert and Colquitt goes down, Cybert can go in there and punt a heck of a lot better than you would ever expect Greg Joseph to. I don't. I don't know that Greg Joseph can't punt. I, I'm assuming. I would. I would assume <laughs> Greg Joseph can punt the hell out of the ball. Way better than I mean, we he's can. a professional kicker. I'm sure he can just boot that thing. I mean, there's no way he can't. I'm all, I'm always surprised when the field goal kicker goes down and the punter like is not super confident kicking field goals. It's yeah. like, really? Like, I, like I know it's a different <laughs> thing, but like, what are you doing all practice? Have you like, literally only like? Do they sit there for two hours and just punt? Like for stretch, two hours, get that leg like real loose, and they punt for probably 15 minutes. And it's like, can you not spend like another 10 like kicking field goals just for the hell of it? Yeah, they yeah. probably do. Honestly. All right. And then this All is... Right, so what are our de- what's our decision there on punter? I mean, we're saying Colquitt. I think it's got to be Colquitt. Yeah, it's Colquitt. All right. Then this is the we're lock. We're all very reasonable people. This is the lock. I kind of want it to team. be the Scottish Hammer for the record. Yeah, it'd be fun. We never got back to the contract. The contract was $2.7 million this year and $2.8 million the next year. There's That's no dead cap. It's a good amount of money. That like makes it reasonable that like if it's close, they could do it. That's a good amount of change, and there's no dead cap if they get rid of him. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I want to see the Scottish Hammer like punt in one preseason game before I sure. assume that he's no. I want to see him in, capable of making the roster. I want to see him in coverage in one preseason game. If you're bored, go look that up. It's pretty entertaining. And would, then Charlie Hewlett's the long snapper. That's yeah, just that's that's a lock. I would love him to not actually handle the kickoff duties, but still be on the kickoff coverage team. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the that punter. Guy. Yeah. Just your one starting punter, yeah. and then you go with Cybert so that in case he gets hurt, you can have a, a punter. If, I mean, if you did that, if you could book that in your <laughs> resume, that's something to bring to interviews with other teams. You save a special team spot and get like an extra wide receiver, like extra running back or something. So funny. That's awesome. Um, all right, so then we'll run through. Let's start with the offense. Um, start obviously at quarterback. So we got Baker Mayfield. Drew Stanton is a lock. Who do you guys think the third person is going to be? You I don't think know it's that Stanton's a lock. Do you think Stanton's a lock? I think I I'm think Baker's pretty, the only lock in our quarterback. Room. I think Stanton's probably a lock. Yeah, they brought him in to be a mentor to Baker. He's has way so more he's experience worked, than any of the Kitchens. other guys. He's worked with Kitchens significantly in the past. I think I would be surprised if Stanton doesn't make the team especially because you can keep three quarterbacks. We did keep three quarterbacks all last season. Yeah, that's the question. Here's my question to you. If Baker Mayfield gets hurt, which quarterback do you think has a better chance of winning football games for us? Drew Stanton or um, Garrett Garrett Gilbert? Gilbert. Say what you want about Drew Stanton. He's 11-6. and as his stats suck balls, but his record is good. <laughs> so, like, but it's hard to say that Drew Stanton has a worse chance. No, but I'm to asking you. He hasn't Garrett started Gilbert. a game in like two, over two years. So right now, like, who do you actually think you'd feel better about? I think it's a legitimate question. I, I don't feel good about Garrett Gilbert. Like, it's I, another I, situation where we haven't seen him play at the NFL. I level. know he played well in the AAFL or but, whatever that league was called before it folded. AAF. AAF. 
And Steve Spurrier was the coaching god of the AAF. (laughs) All-time greatest. The best. (laughs) Never forget. Okay, so do you think we keep three quarterbacks, Matty? We did. You made this point before. I I really don't. I think it's Baker and Drew. But that's why I think that there's a legitimate chance that Gilbert gets the second spot. I mean, if it's only going to be two, like I think it's a legitimate question. Do you feel like they just feel like Baker doesn't need someone that's a veteran in the like in the room anymore? I feel like he still does. Still, Ryan Lindley's our quarterbacks coach. Ryan Lindley, we've joked about this, and Drew Stanton are the same person. They are the same person. He's got two quarterbacks coach. That's always Lindley's like three years younger (laughs) than Stanton. Yes. So, but I just don't understand why. What does Garrett Gilbert bring to the table that's better than, than Drew Stanton? Like, are we really thinking Garrett Gilbert's going to turn into a younger. really good quarterback in the NFL? Like, I don't. A serviceable starter. Th- I mean, this gets back to the Peyton Manning, Tom Moore thing. Like, if, if Baker Mayfield goes down, yeah. who cares? Yeah, we're done. I don't, I don't care who's rolling out there being a quarterback, unless it's for like two games. We'll sign it for you. Yeah. But if he goes down with a season ending injury, our season's screwed. Yeah. It's absolutely over. All right, so we're going to say two quarterbacks, and my vote is Baker and Drew Stanton. I think those are the two people. That's that my vote as well. Okay, well, majority wins. All right, moving on to the running back. We got Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson, uh, Kareem Hunt. Won't He's suspended, so won't have to hit the 53. So we could put another one in there to start off the season. Correct. And so that would be Hilliard, I would imagine. Hilliard. Right. Or, that or the dude we just signed today from Michigan State. What's his face? I don't know. Yeah, we just signed a guy this morning. I've been busy all day. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Hilliard, right? Yeah. I would think so. I Hilliard think was Hilliard. pretty great. Um, and then he's bumped. Yeah, because Kareem, Kareem Hunt's Kareem eight, Hunt comes so in. we can have him. He doesn't count against the active 53 whenever we no. start the year, right? No. Because, okay, that's nice. Yeah, you, you get a chance. Hilliard's going to or whoever wins that third running back spot is going to get a chance to, to play. And then who knows who's on IR, who's – like, that's, that's a pretty great spot to be is that fourth running back on the roster. Yeah, it's definitely you open. free ride. Yep. I feel like that's one of the easiest ones in there. Yeah, we have a couple pretty other running cut. backs. But I, Hilliard – Hilliard's seen the most playing time. Real solid um, – Every chance he got last year, so I'm willing to put him in there. All right, those are all right. Then we got wide receiver. We got Odell, Jarvis, Callaway, Higgins. We got Damian Ratley too. Um, I think those first four are the only absolutes. The first four are locked, and then it's like a crapshoot. We've got like six guys. I mean, so we've got OBJ. He's good. We've got Jarvis. He's good. We have Callaway. He's good, and we have Higgins. Those four are great. That's what you're saying. They're right? all locked. Yeah. But then, do you have the roster in front of you? List off the rest of those guys. No, I don't have the rest of them. I was just it's, thinking uh, Ratley and then yeah. Willies. We got Willies, right? We got Dorian Baker. We've got Ishmael Hyman, the guy from. <laughs> that's his name. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Blake Jackson, yep. DJ Montgomery, Damian Ratley, Damon. Sheehy Giuseppe. That's the Giuseppe. really. That's yeah. the dude He's rookie. Little. You know who that is, right? He's like the returner that like didn't play any major level of football. We got him before we signed him before the draft. He flies. He's the one that absolutely toasted Greedy Williams on that play that got shown all oh. over the place. Oh really? He flies, and he was basically just a returner in college. Like he hardly he didn't even play. 
receiver. Yeah. That's and awesome. Alonzo Highsmith like found him somewhere and was like, I think we should sign this guy. And they're like, Yeah, why not? Let's, okay. <laughs> so and then and he's like eligible just like as a free agent. Like they signed him just before the draft. So we've got Jalen Strong and Derek Willies. I mean, I think I we're think picking two guys out of here. So yeah. you want to carry six. Yeah. I mean, so, we're already one less quarterback. So, and we so, started with six last year anyways when we carried three quarterbacks. So I think we're fair. definitely carrying six. So I would say I think top, top three candidates at least are, are Willie's, Jalen Strong, and Damian Ratley. Yeah, I think it's Willie's and Ratley. Then you're probably throwing in maybe uh, this guy, Blake Jackson in there. Damon Giuseppe. Giuseppe. I want him returning our kicks. That's no, but it's true. One of those positions is, I mean, special teams value at the back end of this receiver group is going to be like what gets you on the team. We don't have a great kick returner or punt returner. I mean, I think there's a good chance that he makes it. I mean, I don't want Jalen Strong on the team. No. I don't don't see how Jalen Strong brings anything as the fifth wide receiver to this team. Is he is he contributing on special teams as his primary contribution? He's not a special teams player. Like his skill set. I mean, me he's been a... injured like the last couple of years. I I don't haven't watched enough Jalen Strong, but that's not the impression that I get. He's it's too not even big. his body type. Yeah, he's too big. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. I guess tight ends play special teams and can do that effectively, but like a wide receiver is not used to having that play with that sort of contact. Yeah, I say um, I think it's going to be Damian Ratley. So you're because, saying because I think he's a he's a John Dorsey guy. So you're saying Damian Ratley and Damon Sheehy. No, I don't. I don't think that kid makes the roster. I think that's. I don't think so. That, I think that's too much of an uphill. But climb. that's only five, uh, and so we need to. Five. So then it has to be Willie's, Willie's and Ratley. And Willie's actually was solid whenever he played last year. Yeah. It's a matter of how healthy he is after his injury last year. Yeah, that's who I'd go with. If I had to pick, it's interesting. I wonder if somebody else is going to just kind of rise to the top during preseason. It seems like there's always one receiver that, like, stands out during training camp. Yeah, could be a guy, could be a guy like Blake Jackson. Yeah. Could be, could be that guy we signed from the AAF. So, anyways, right. I think Willie's is kind of the consensus. Yeah, so Willie's and Ratley both. Perfect. That's six wide receivers done. Let's move on to but tight let's end. let's be clear. We want... Damon Sheehy Giuseppe to make the team. We would be cheering for that if it happens. That would be fun. We didn't predict it, but just to pronounce that name <laughs> as often as possible. We've got it. Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. We we just had to say it about five times. Can you imagine he breaks like a long kick return and you? you... <laughs> Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. Sheehy Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> the entire crowd. Sheehy Giuseppe. Sheehy Giuseppe. <laughs> like just some Star it. Wars pod race. Uh, All right, um, so now we're moving on to tight end. We got, obviously, we got David Njoku. Um, then there's the rest of them. Demetrius Harris, Seth <laughs> DeValve, Orson Charles. Um, we kept four last year, include, if you include Orson Charles, because he was kind of that, like, halfback type, fullback. So, but really, that is the way it is. There's yeah. I mean, I don't think this is a complicated position group at this point. I mean, it's unless safe. you think Seth DeValve is at risk of not making the team. But who's his replacement? That's the question. He might, he might be at risk of not making the team, but I don't know who's... But why would we not keep another pass-catching tight end? Like, right now we have David Njoku, Demetrius Harris, who is not known for his hands. He's known for his blocking. And Seth DeValve. What about Pharaoh Plus, Brown? 
He's a blocking you, tight end. Do you he? think he's going to make it over DeValve? Maybe. I hope not. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, we we brought in a new regime last year. Do you really and, think and we DeValve can... didn't show anything last year? I know he was hurt, but he didn't show anything last year. In the last game, he did. Last couple games, he played a little bit. I love Seth. In DeValve. the year before that, he absolutely did. Gosh. He was our go-to option. We have so many options on offense, though. Like Seth, yeah. the reality is, Seth DeValve's never going to see the football. Doesn't have a place. Yeah, like it's just not going to happen unless but, there's an but injury. But that's my point. Is like if there's an injury, if Njoku goes down, we don't have anybody to throw out there that's a receiving threat, and that's my issue with getting rid of Seth DeValve. So if we keep four, let's keep let's keep Farrell Brown, Seth DeValve, Demetrius Harris, and David Njoku. You got two pass and catchers, get rid of Orson blockers. Charles. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Orson that. Orson Charles, like. Doesn't do like isn't as good at he's either any of those things than any of those guys, right? He's not as good at catching passes as Nijoku and Devalve, and he's, he's not, not as good at blocking, blocking as those other Harris or Fair Brown. Yep. Right. Okay, that's fine with me. That's four. Sorry. Plus, he was a uh, Hugh Jackson's guy, right? Like yeah, I'm he was kind of known as Hugh Jackson's guy. We resigned him. I know. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, and that's one reason why I think that we might be keeping him because, like, if they thought enough of him to sign him back. Anyways, the thing about Orson Charles is everyone seems to say that he's a really good locker room guy. And I think that probably contributes to the desire to bring him back. Because on the field, anything you saw, like PFF, he's graded horribly. Like, he doesn't jump off the page in anything. So it must be intangibles that's keeping him around. Good for him. All right, so his lane. So how many offensive linemen do we have here? So... Last year we kept nine, but right now we have an extra offensive position based on the fact that we only are keeping two quarterbacks. So if we want, we can keep ten offensive linemen. Okay. That's a lot. All right. Well, but we go. can. All right, let's, so let's go through left the, tackle. The obvious starting five. Is Greg Robinson, and Joel Dead. Batonio, then J.C. Oh. Treader, then Austin Corbett, and Chris probably Hubbard. Chris Hubbard, right? Yep. I think so. And then behind... Those guys are all making the team. Yep. No doubt. Eric Cush is making the team. I think so, too. I think Desmond Harrison's making the team, too. I don't. Really? I don't think so, for sure. I think they would keep Kendall Lamb way before they keep um, Desmond Harrison. Yep. I think Why? Why? Because Kendall, Kendall Lamb is, is like experience. a better tackle and has played in the NFL for we a while. Could keep both. Could we, keep both, but I think... Lamb makes a team. I Has think Lamb ever played right tackle? Yes, that's, yes, what, he that's played. what he played all last season. Okay. He was the best-graded Texans offensive lineman last year at right tackle. Well, so then we can have Desmond Harrison as a backup left tackle. Uh, if we have if we have nine correct. spots, ten but spots. But I think they I think that's Drew Forbes. They're gonna have they have Drew Forbes playing tackle, and so I think Drew Forbes is the backup left tackle. Yep. This is why it's an interesting discussion. Desmond Harrison, I think, is like actually like a question mark, and. I heard Pete talking the other day that he thinks that he'd be a perfect trade candidate, which makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Somebody, I mean, somebody who likes somebody him. gets hurt in preseason or whatever. Like, you know, everybody liked him coming out with the traits and stuff. He hasn't done anything to like completely tank his value. Yeah. Do I the, mean, do the chiefs need another <laughs> offensive one? Start all former Browns <laughs> linemen. I mean, the Texans honestly could be an option. Can um, we, we can trade him Kendall lamb. <laughs> Kendall Lamb, I don't want to trade. His deal is so good. 
We're only paying we're paying him like two million dollars a year or something like that, and he's like a decent offensive lineman. Yeah. So if it okay, com- so- if it comes down to Harrison or Forbes, Mark, who do you think makes the team? Well, I've been convinced. Then it's Forbes. I've, I I believe Michael. Okay. I, I, think, I, I my think, thing, but I don't see why they don't all three make the team. It would not surprise me if we if we go this route where we have only two quarterbacks. Then where are we going to fill the rest of these spots on the offensive line? We got Cush. One, two, three. We have the five starters. Five starters. Cush, Kendall Lamb, Drew Forbes. Yeah. So that's eight. That's eight. We have then we have two, two positions. More. We have left. two more. Right. So, so there's we, the other guy that left we guard. got. Okay. What's backup center option? Right. I don't think. So backup center, if Kush J.C. Treader, Cush right? can play center, or you could move um, our second round pick last year. Why am I Corbett? Corbett. Corbett is center. So we don't really they, need a backup center. We've, I think Cush and Corbett is probably what happens. Okay. But so Kyle Kalis maybe is the other guy to make the team as as a backup guard. He. What or, about that guy from the Bears that like Kush. Brian? No, but there's the other one. Yes, Brian Winsman. Right. Winsman is an option. There, we have a lot of interesting options because we've signed a few like highly graded and very athletic undrafted free agents too. Like this, Trevon Tate is actually not the athletic one, but he was thought of quite highly yeah. by many people. He was like a top ten guard for um, for Dane on in the draft class, and he's an undrafted free agent, and we've got him at center. Like he's a guy that's like. Seems like he could find a spot in the NFL right. for sure. And then we got Willie Wright. Who's, is he the athletic one? No, I'm trying to think. It's Brian. Brian uh, Witzman? No. Finnan Gaofo. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Um, yeah, that's the other guy. So I think there's nine. Because we have nine spots. Okay. Then if, we, if we... If we only take two quarterbacks, which we well, could go back well, and amend. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. So right now, then you you might as well just keep what's his face. You keep um, Harrison, Desmond Harrison. Yeah. That's nine, and then so it's we're like keeping what's, five tackles. I just don't know why you would keep five tackles. That's my point. But the thing is, is Drew Forbes. I don't know. Like they're starting him at tackle, but I don't know if that's his resting place. It's true. They can try him there. So, and I don't think they're going to try to squeeze him through on a practice squad. I'm pretty sure he's going to make our 53. It gives you the option to, to keep five tackles. If you're taking five offensive linemen, or if you're keeping ten offensive linemen and you don't need to have a dedicated backup center. Right, because you've got a lot of guys that can move to the interior. Greg Robinson has a bunch of experience playing on the interior. Like, There's just a lot of pieces that you can move around. When you build an offensive line the way that has been done in Green Bay for years and Get years, where you take the athletic and tackles and in. move them in and put your best five out there, like it gives you the ability to be flexible like that. And you want to make sure you have a tackle at all times. Might as well stack the deck. All I'm right. fine with it. Okay, but I think one of these undrafted free agents is also going to make it. Either that Fino Graffo or the Trevon Tate. Let's go. Let's go, Trevon Tate. He's they have him at center, right? Uh-huh. That that fills a spot for us. Yep. At probably guard, play, center, probably play guard. Center. I mean, to me, it's like one of those guys, but we got to pick a name, right? So like, it might as well be him. Might as well be him. 
So that's 10 offensive linemen. He's cheap. He's got upside. Yep. All right, there it is. All right, so now we are going to move on to the defensive line. Um, so how many defensive ends do you guys think we keep? Probably five, four? We, we were at five last year. So four, something like that. All right, so we got Miles, obviously, Olivier. You think um, he makes the team? Okay. Chris, Chad Thomas is probably – Chris Smith, Chad Thomas is probably going to make the team just because he was a third-round draft pick. Um, hasn't shown a thing. Uh, They've talked wait. about him all offseason about him. What, Chad Thomas? I don't think you can put Chad Thomas as a defensive end. I think he plays in the interior. You think he's going to? Mm-hmm. It's the only spot there's room to play. He, if they're talking about him getting playing time, it's the only way I can make any sense of the fact that we haven't picked up defensive tackles. They've talked about the fact that he's going to get playing time. <coughs> the different front office people like say that Chad Thomas get playing time. But look at our roster at defensive end. Who's he playing over at defensive end? Nobody. Also, his only discernible skill set is stopping the run. Yeah, he's a three-tech. He's, he's a backup three-tech. Who is... Okay, if we don't have Chad Thomas as a defensive end, do we only keep four defensive ends? With That's fine with me. Garrett, Vernon, Chris, Chris Smith, Smith, and Anthony Zettel? Zettel? Um, yeah. That makes sense. But then at defensive tackle, do we keep Ogunjobi, Richardson, Coley, Lawrence, and... Chad Thomas, and so we have five defensive tackles in the rotation? To answer your defensive end question, sorry not to like jump over you, but I think that is the answer because you're rushing um, Jannard Avery so much from the edge. So you true defensive ends, like, yeah, and Chad, four and Chad plus Jannard Avery. probably play out there if he had to for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm perfectly fine Richardson with that. You out there, actually, before you put Chad Thomas out there. I mean, yeah, you're going to have Jannard Avery out there before Chris Smith or Anthony Zettel anyways in – pass rush situation so right okay so then for so then moving on to defensive tackle if we're gonna have chad thomas on the defensive tackle then it would be ogan joby sheldon richardson probably well definitely coley and then devara lawrence i think i think so then five i think coley might miss out on his roster spot to brian price we brought brian price back Mm -hmm. all right so we know that it's larry yep larry o Sheldon, we know that 100. Sheldon Richardson is in. And we're saying if we're going to keep five, there's three spots left. And you, what, what about Chad Thomas? You think Chad Thomas, you said it's not guaranteed I, that he makes the 53, Matthew? I hope he doesn't make the 53. But I think he's going to make the 53. I think he is. The way they've talked about him all offseason is they're looking forward to seeing okay, him but on if the he field. Like sucks balls in training camp. They can't <laughs> keep him on the roster. I mean, Oh, yeah, they can. But they totally could. One more year? What What does it hurt? The team is too <laughs> good. The team is too good to keep, like, a rotting carcass on the roster. <laughs> no, I... Like, it's just Chad, a terrible... It's a terrible message to send to the locker room. I, the Chad I, Thomas hate. I, I agree with you, The but the other thing is we don't have a ton of bodies on the D-line. So it's not... Like, there's very conceivably a, a situation where... Chad Thomas doesn't deserve to make this team, but it's not like there's anybody else along that D-line where it's like, oh, well, obviously we would keep this person over Chad Thomas. So he might just squeak his way back onto the roster for another year. Um, okay. Without having Especially earned Especially talking at all. about the flexibility. So. Well, he certainly hasn't earned it. 
All right, so then we the got guy five I defensive tackles. The guy I think definitely is in there is because we need a backup one tech. That's got to be Carl Davis. Like I don't think there's anybody else on the roster that even fits that description. Um, I don't think Carl Davis is on our roster. Yes, anymore. he is. Yes, he is. Not according to ESPN. According to ClevelandBrowns.com. <laughs> I'm near unless he was like released today. He's on our roster, Carl Davis. Yes, he is for sure. Okay, we resigned him. I know that we did. Yep. So then, don't keep Lawrence. Devereaux Lawrence hasn't done anything to make me think that we're going to keep him. Carl Davis hasn't done anything to make me think we're going to keep him. That we resigned him. That's why I. That's why I say that. Yeah. I mean, Devereaux Lawrence just has his carryover. We picked him up. He's one of our waiver claims at the last minute last year, and then never saw the field. I like Matthew's point about Brian Price that we brought him back. Like he's another one that I think should probably take Chad Thomas's roster spot. But does he? That's the question. Right. We gotta. We gotta pick five. I mean, so do I you, think you, do Carl you Davis think- and um, Trevon Coley are gonna make the team. To me, those are the two backups at each spot. To me, it's Trevon Coley. You put Trevon Coley in the three-tech um, backup in like a limited role, like he can be a lot more effective, hopefully, in that with that sort of yeah limited role. I agree. Um, so I think Coley makes it. I'm hoping we add more talent at this Coley's, position. Coley's just solid enough. Yeah. To make it. like he's not hurting you. And then the fifth position, is it Chad Thomas? Is it Brian Price? Danny, I, I really you I think it's golly. Chad Thomas. I think I it's Chad Thomas wins. because we need like an athletic true three tech. And you could put you could put Ogunjobi there, but then you open up a hole at one tech. And so just to get a balanced D line, I think they're gonna view Chad Thomas as that solution behind Sheldon Richardson, whether it's warranted or not. All right, Chad Thomas penciled in, regrettably. Five DTs. All right, moving on, we got our linebackers. 100%, we got Joe Schobert, Christian Kirksey, Jannard Avery. After that, Joe Show. Joe Show, Joe the Show. We got Taki Taki and Mac Wilson are both making the team. We, we don't have enough I would linebacker think so. depth. I would think so, just from a numbers that. perspective. Then we probably have two more in there. Uh, Ray Ray Armstrong? No, there's probably only one more. I mean, we only kept six linebackers last year. I guess we could change that up somehow, but that's going to take from another roster position. I mean, so Sione Taki. Taki. I've never typed that out. That's pretty easy to type out. Um, Taki, Taki. And then Mac Wilson. Um... I see two candidates for that that final final spot. Either Ray Ray a, Armstrong, Ray Ray Armstrong, and a Darius Taylor, and they they kind of signed. Who we did sign? Uh, they kind of seem like the same. Filled the same position there for us. Okay, so what are you looking for in this spot? You're looking for a freaking killer special teams. Player. Probably a killer special teams player, good veteran presence. I mean, I feel like Taki Taki's playing special teams. Mac Wilson can play special teams. Like, but your linebackers, like, that's the yeah. exact build of a player—a guy that can run down the field and, like, is athletic. The thing, 
Ray Ray Armstrong seems like a better athlete from than what it seems like a Darius Taylor is. But a Darius Taylor's MO from everything I've heard is really solid special teams player isn't gonna bring you much on like regular downs. Yeah. So like that's what you're looking at. It's uh, like really? I think there's more upside for Ray Ray Armstrong as to potentially like contribute outside of special teams. But I think you know what you're getting a little bit more on special teams from a Darius Taylor. And we just signed a Darius Taylor as a free agent. They're both 28 years old, both 230 and change. They, they kind of seem just like interchangeable players. Um, I think I think it goes with the Darius Taylor. I mean, we made a proactive move to sign him this offseason. But it was also before we drafted two linebackers. So, like, I feel like the it's a, it's a different situation now that we drafted two guys. Potentially. So I don't know. It's definitely down to those two guys. Um, Ray Ray Armstrong has just bounced around the league so much. I mean, he's been like but, we we picked him up and he wasn't even on a roster like mid, midway through last season. Darius Taylor has been. He he played with Tampa Bay all last year. I just think that he's probably got a better reputation around the league, and that's enough for me to think that he gets that spot. Hmm. Ray Ray Armstrong would have a four hundred thousand dollar dead cap hit, and Darius Taylor would have. No, oh. my computer keeps changing it to Ladarius. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time I've typed it. Uh, that's so funny would have a $1 million dead cap it. A Darius Dang. Taylor makes the team. <laughs> $600,000 difference. Like, seriously, like, that's... I mean, that's a significant cap hit. Yes. I so that's a Darius Taylor to me. I don't think he gets cut unless he's bad. Yeah, no. Good I mean, Good on his agent. Yep. So to me, there's that's a no-brainer. Like, if they're that even, like, you go with the guy that's not going to hurt you. Absolutely. And I think I think that position is now pretty straightforward. Okay. All right. So then, six. Michael, how many cornerbacks did we have last year? We have five. We had six corners. Six cornerbacks and four safeties. Four so safeties. You could kind of play around with that a little bit. Yeah. You know, with that player whose name I can never remember that can play both. Eric Murray. Yep. You know why I can't remember Eric Murray? Because I don't know anything about like where he played college. I don't know like. I don't remember him coming out. I know nothing about him other than he played for the Chiefs last year, and we got him in the trade for Agua. You mean you don't watch a lot of Minnesota Golden Gophers football? No. Why not? Guess not. All right, so at quarterback. You don't don't watch that noon game on ESPN2. The Big Ten. uh, No, I don't watch many Big Ten football games unless they're kind of the powerhouses against each other. Who's the female announcer that always does those games? Like uh, the noon on ESPN. I don't watch them, so I don't know. I feel like she only ever. No, I feel like she only ever announces. No. No, but. You have a problem with that? I feel like you have a problem with the fact that she's a woman right now. (laughs) That's just her top slot. And I feel like she's always announcing like some crappy Big Ten like yeah. noon matchup. Uh, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I don't remember her name. Um, so we got Denzel, Greedy, Terrence Mitchell, TJ Carey. Denzel. All four of those are making the team. No matter, Cause, yeah. Because Carey played pretty good last year, but his cap hit is also stupid. 
So if we would cut him at this point. Yeah. Then, he's more of a threat to be cut next offseason, not this one. No. Then here's where it gets dicey. I mean, I don't know who the next couple would be. We got that seventh-round pick, our last pick in the draft, Donnie Lewis Jr. Pass. Who we didn't even You don't talk know anything about. about him. He has like a million interceptions. Like he's hurt right now. He didn't even practice during uh, rookie minicamp. Howard, Phil- Howard Wilson's not an option. Philip Gaines makes this team. Philip Gaines, we re-signed. We re-signed him. So he I think played that's well a- last year. We re-signed him this offseason. I think he's he's got the leg up going yeah. into camp. I mean, the other team. options are Tavier Thomas, Jermaine Ponder, Lindsey Pipkins. Look at that name. Donnie Lewis Jr., who Mark just mentioned. Robert Jackson. I don't know anything about him. And Javante Dean, who's the guy that just basically made it after rookie minicamp. He's one of the three players that they signed. Which has a little momentum. I mean, like, yeah, earned, as of last week. Earned his spot, yeah. right? But, I mean, like, showed up and In looks the now. good. It's not, yeah. it's not just a, a draft pick where it's based on potential or Yeah, something. so to me, it's like two spots for Javante Dean, Philip Gaines, Donnie Lewis, and Tavier Thomas. I mean, I'm I'm going Philip Gaines and literally whoever you want. Tyler Thomas, I liked in special teams last year, but I feel like we have like a much more solid stable of special teams players than we did last year. So many of these guys that like we've either signed or have drafted, like we know are going to be like solid contributors on special teams. Yeah, I want to I want to go with Javante Dean. I, I Matthew believe, likes the, I the believe momentum. In that guy. I, I do think there there is something to if you come in as a tryout and you earn your way to get a contract like you you also you've already you've already got your momentum going and you're also still in that mindset like yeah. I have nothing right yeah. now I still have nothing you've got nothing to lose but you've already impressed people you know and I think that that first impression goes a long way that's fair let's put it. Javon Set it in stone. Tay Dean. Because Matthew likes him. Whether it's earned or not, I mean, you're you're going against other like rookies who are brought and aren't those in. Maybe we could yet. tag him on this podcast whenever we post it and tell him he's making a team and get him to come on the podcast. This could be a he good way. He probably would. This could <laughs> be a good way to get him some PR. All right, so then we got safety. Since so many people listen to this. Oh, just oodles and oodles of people. <laughs> we got Demarius Randall, Morgan Burnett, Redwine, and Eric Murray. This is the one position group I was looking at last year's 53-man roster. I feel a lot less good about safety. Like, I was looking at our yeah. safeties from last year. I knew what I was getting from Peppers, Randall, Derek Kindred, and Body. But did we know what we were getting from Randall? Like, he was moving to safety from corner. I, th- I feel like that was No, a, you're right. At this point in time, I didn't feel that good. But That like, was a pretty big, like, question mark. We were... But now he was the, be- he was the best of them. True. True. So I, I feel fine about this. I'm, uh, I mean, Morgan Burnett's fine. We know what we're getting. Eric Murray is a, a solid contributor. I'm not really sure where he fits given our our cornerback depth. And that's another thing. What kind of safe? What position he plays? I don't. I don't know how we're going to cycle these guys through. Redwine is interesting. I'm, I'm very. I'm excited, excited about to watch him play. I don't know what he turns into, but. No, Why I'm are you ex- excited about Redwine? Tell the people. I think Sheldrick Redwine's just a uh, 
couple years younger version of Eric Murray from what I've heard about Eric Murray, to be honest. I think those guys are like very, very similar players. And I think Eric Murray might get a lot of those snaps this year, but then Redwine will step right into that same type of role oh, next wow. year. Wow, we could have an Eric Murray. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, like, but just kind of like a Swiss Army knife yeah. in the defensive backfield. He can play the slot. He can play safety. Um, Which is obviously one of the things that's interesting to me is like the people that I've talked to that have actually studied his tape because I've like watched some highlights. I haven't done anything more than that. Some people say he's definitely a strong safety and needs to be playing forward in the box. Some of them say he definitely needs to be in coverage and like playing the slot. Like people see his strengths differently, but to a person, they all like him as a football player. Hmm. Like I just feel like there's a lot. He's like a smaller Jabril. A lot to like. Like I feel like. He, he can come in and replace a lot of that skill set. Yeah. So that's been one of the more interesting things that I've noticed is like the the book on Sheldrick Redwine doesn't seem consistent from one analyst to the next, but they all seem to like him and his potential. I like that he's aggressive. He's definitely and aggressive. It, and that he plays downhill. He is. So, okay, like so, right now we've, to me. so right now we've got Demarius Randall, Morgan Burnett, Eric Murray, and Sheldrick Redwine. Is there another safety that should be considered? I mean, those are our four spots that we've got. It's not like we have an extra spot, but, like, are we... We have one guy I've never heard of named Tiggy Sanko, and then Jermaine, Jermaine Whitehead. Whitehead. Yep, no, okay, those are our four. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see how, unless there's an injury, I don't see how anybody outside of those four make the roster. All right, guys. We did it. Is that 53? That's 53. We did it. It's 53 dudes. Ding, 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 ding. Wearing orange helmets. Did you uh, write them? You wrote them all down? Yeah, got them. We we got a spreadsheet. Do we have any idea how many we got right last year? Oh. Do we have that spreadsheet? Michael's Um, our spreadsheet guy. I might have it saved somewhere, but I'm not going to take the time to look through (laughs) it while we're live recording on the podcast. (laughs) That's fair. All right. How many do you think we got right this year? How many do I think we yeah. these are of these that are correct? Yeah. Oh, I think forty five, forty six. Ooh, you think there's gonna be that many moved? I think there are. I think there's always surprises. I, I just think you I can't. Think it's more I, like, just, I just don't I think, think it's you more can like forty eight. Could be, could be forty eight. I think some somewhere right in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go forty seven. Yeah. Foolish. <laughs> Just absolutely it. foolish <laughs> um all right thanks so much for listening everybody um this podcast is brought to you by barbasol um go to barbasol.com and use discount code browns to get your starter kit and just so you know you can select from three convenient refill intervals two four or six months so as much as you use your razors you can get your razors thanks so much for listening guys go browns go browns Thank mm-hmm. you.